All right, perfect. So again, welcome to episode 55 of the Danso Pitch Podcast. I am your host, Charles Danso, joined by a very special guest. I want to welcome those tuning in from Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share today's episode. Special episode today. We're going to discuss that in a little bit, but special guest, sir, a good friend of mine, uh, somebody that you know, I, I call this guy the next the next Jeff Bezos, hopefully, in the next future, uh, the next Elon. So uh, without further ado, sir, please introduce yourself to the audience. Absolutely. Um, it's great to be on the podcast. I'm really excited to kind of get going. It's my first time really doing something like this, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but um, in short, my name is Ade Boyega Um, That's You can call me Ade. Uh, some people know me as A-Boy. I have many different nicknames, uh, but my full name is Ade Boyega Shampaola. I'm currently a first-year MBA student at MIT Sloan School of Management. Uh, so I'm up in Cambridge, uh, originally from New York. I uh, was working previously before um, before uh, coming to school. I was working at Bloomberg in New York City. Um, and uh, cur- currently, uh, actually after school, I'll be headed over to Bain & Company uh, to work uh, in, uh, in San Francisco to do some consulting, uh, hopefully some private equity consulting for the most part. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, what we'll be talking about today is pretty interesting because I'm I'm relatively even me I'm relatively new to the whole you know metaverse concept and I like to call it the virtual universe um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about why later. Um, um, but altogether, um, I, I've also started working on an app called Aspire to Inspire, um, A2I Addy. Uh, which is also available in the App Store, uh, shameless plug, uh, available in the App Store. Um, and, and what we're really focusing on is um, mental health and, uh, and social media. Um, but that was really my first introduction to tech. You know, I really have a finance background. Uh, so that was my, really my first introduction to tech. And, and I, um, I, I interned there during the summer. Uh, and I'm now currently uh, been pulled on as the head of operations. So, you know, working to kind of organize our approach uh, to the market. Uh, but now, but working in working for that working with um, uh, with that company for the past, I, I guess you can call it six months or so, um, I, I've learned a lot about the tech landscape and, and, and done a lot of work, you know, kind of understanding social media. Uh, and now I'm kind of really excited to to, to move that forward and, and, and discuss a little bit about you know this metaverse, uh, what that really means, and I also want to kind of calm some people down about what it means, but also want to introduce some people to, to what it really means because there, there are really two sides. Uh, so I'm really excited to kind of get this conversation going. Um, and let me know if, if you'd like to know anything else before we get started. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad that you were able to share that information. I think having the audience get an understanding as to who exactly is going to be kind of articulating or presenting this information about this metaverse would definitely uh is key because like you mentioned just getting an understanding like uh you mentioned coming from the entrepreneurial landscape we're coming from the banking world finance world so to speak is very key because end of the day i think that's something that's going to allow us to get a kind of in-depth conversation as to why such companies such as Facebook or now Meta, uh, Microsoft. So uh, we can go on and on. And that, those are just the, the titans. There's so many others that are in this world that I think that it's going to be, it's, a, it's the future, it's, it's here. So I think that's something that's really important. I think a question that a lot of people may want to know is what exactly is virtual reality? Like what is the landscape of virtual reality? Why does it seem like so many companies are so interested in getting into virtual reality? And what is the impact of that from a data standpoint? 
because a lot of times, a lot of these companies also have such information on us. I just mentioned a company like Facebook, which controls so much data on the social media spectrum. So what does the outlook look like for virtual reality? Are they collecting information for them to use as a benefit to know exactly our preferences? Or is this is this is something bigger that maybe I'm not aware about? What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? So, so, so there's the, the, the beautiful thing about this is that there are so many different ways to look at it, right? Like if you kind of think about, um, and let's just start off from the beginning, right? I'll, I'll address the first part of the question and I'll talk about kind of, you know, the data implications, right? Okay. So if you think about it from the beginning, right? What is virtual reality? Like virtual reality is not anything that's really new to anyone. Like this is something that we kind of have been familiar with. And the most interesting thing to me about about this whole metaverse concept and you know now that people are really focusing on virtual reality is like it, it already existed right the only thing that you know facebook really did was give it a name and give it a structure and, and now they're looking to launch it as a product right like the, the only thing that is really huge about this is that they gave it a name this is something that already existed and they probably had the capability to do this without rebranding mm -hmm. right um, and if you think about virtual reality, and I'll talk specifically about Facebook later and, and kind of a few things that I've been seeing, but if you think specifically about virtual reality, all it really is is the ability to interact with this type of technology in a 3D environment. And I'll say this from the jump, I am not a metaverse expert. I am not a virtual reality expert. I am, I, I again, somewhat new to tech, but I do enjoy um, working on projects like this and working on things and innovative things like this. And, and this is something, you know, I've thought about in the past and it's something that's relatively, um, I'm relatively excited about that is actually coming to the forefront. Um, and if you think about the type of world we could live in with virtual reality, some people are, are a little afraid of it because we're already trapped, you know, in our phones, et cetera. But if you really think about it at a high level, we technically already live in a virtual world right yes. everybody's always looking down at their phone you know you communicate through the internet when you go to work you're probably sitting in front of a computer screen or you're probably sitting in front of a laptop if you work from home mm -hmm. we, we live in a virtual world already the only difference that's really going to happen is that it will be three-dimensional which is like you know shocking to some people because like oh wow like it's gonna feel real and yes it may feel real but when you scroll through instagram and when you're on netflix like don't don't you kind doesn't it also kind of feel real like it's pulling on your emotion um so you know a lot of people are afraid of it because they think we'll be trapped in this 3d you know virtual world but if you look at the world we're currently in we're, we're pretty much um, already there so we're just taking that next step um into that and that, that that virtual like actual experience um and again there, there are definitely some drawbacks and there are definitely some even hesitations that i have but at the same time i think this is where the world is going so it is probably better to to learn to innovate with it rather than just fight against it. Great. Yeah, I think was that was that was that helpful in regards to just explaining like yes. how I view virtual reality? Excellent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think, and as you mentioned, I think that's something that kind of just gives a better scope for maybe everybody that may be listening, even including myself to some aspect. Because, like you said, we spend most of our times already in virtual reality without even realizing it. Because again, we're on social media, we use the internet for pretty much everything. Now, um, I know that's something that you also wanted to kind of highlight, and I think I'll, I'll save that for the later part of the podcast, is also now how we do payments online and how, obviously, with the emergence of crypto, digital currency, how various countries have adopted this and are still adopting it, trying to get a better understanding of how to transact 
strictly through the internet or through a digital form of payment. So I think that's something also that kind of ties into the virtual reality world, but just kind of keeping things in scope, I think more so for the audience is like I mentioned, something that you kind of highlighted, I do want to kind of reiterate is like you said, the three-dimensional aspect. Us physically feeling like we're inside a world that has been created from the scope of maybe the mind, you know, having something like that. Like we, we used to play games like, uh, you know, games online where they'll tell you like, you know, you have to create a character, you create this person, but you actually can be this person. Now, I think that's a pretty cool aspect, but do you think that a question I would ask, do you think people can get kind of lost in virtual reality as well? Where we kind well, of let me let me push let me push back a little bit. Do you not think people are already lost in virtual in the virtual world? Like think I about think so. how social media affects your mental health. Yeah. Like we're already there, man. So yeah. in my in my opinion, the best thing to do, and this is actually why I've been working on this app to address mental health concerns with social media, because okay. instead of just trying to fight against social media, why don't we work with social media to promote good things? Because mm -hmm. social media, for example, does do some good things. It's able, you're able to connect people, you're able to connect family members and friends, you're able to start businesses, people can make livings off of social media. So it's not all bad, right? Like I, I, I get I, I get annoyed sometimes when people say, you know, they hate social media. And even I, I was there at one point, yeah. but we're already there, right? So you're, you're, the fears that you have with virtual reality have already been exacerbated for the most part with what we're already doing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think it definitely, it, it can get worse. Let's not, let's not pretend like it can't get worse, but, but at the same time, like we're already there. And conceptually, I just want to give you this idea, right? For anybody that's actually watching this podcast, like actually watching the video, like we're already doing this in a virtual world. Like the, the only difference is that I don't have on my virtual 3D headset and I don't feel like I'm sitting in front of you right now. Mm -hmm. Like the, that's, that's, the, that's the change that the, this virtual environment can bring. Zoom, for example, and I'll talk about this when we dig into this more, but Zoom, for example, could just create its own app in the metaverse or on Microsoft's platform whenever they release that. And you would be able to actually have those 3D in-person meetings. Um, so I just see so much opportunity for so many different types of companies that can that can leverage this. And there's much more than just that virtual 3D feeling. Um, you talked you know, a little bit about the payments, um, but, but I actually want to go back and make sure I don't miss the question that you asked in regards to mm -hmm. data. Um, so I'll touch on that quickly and maybe we can touch on it a little bit more later. Um, but it's a similar, similar concept. Like think about all the data that they already have on you. Right. I think one of the biggest advantages, though, will for the companies and you know, maybe you can look at it as a disadvantage for consumers is that with this data, with this new data that they can connect, collect in the, the virtual world, it, it's it, it might be more behavioral. Right. Because now they can see how you act within the game and they can kind of already see that. But they, maybe they can see how you would act in a 3D simulation of, you know, a trip that you go on or a 3D simulation of you being in the classroom learning something because they can actually they may actually be able to monitor behavior and understand human being behavior better, which is excellent for the companies. But at the same time, people may be a little bit worried about Mark Zuckerberg yeah. just having all that power. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's interesting because if, if you kind of look at, you know, the power that uh, Facebook already had, you know, Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram shut down a few weeks ago and everybody in the world is panicking. Mm -hmm. So it's like you, you fear all of this and you all you're scared of Mark Zuckerberg. But like it, it's too it, I don't want to say it's too late, but you can already see the type of impact that all this is having. 
So, but I think, oh, and one thing that I did hear, um, and I'm not, again, I, I, I do not want to give anything as fact yet because everything is relatively new in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I believe Mark Zuckerberg mentioned that you could sign up with, with to, to Meta and, and be in this metaverse without using your traditional Facebook login. Do you have the opportunity to create an entirely new profile? Uh, because he is actually concerned about addressing these data issues. Yeah. Um, so I was actually pretty impressed by that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the, the, the data is, it will still be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I'll, I'll, that brings me to a, another point. Um, and inter- interrupt me if, if you have any questions. But yes. uh, if you think about it, um, I kind of want to transition to know what other companies can do this as well because we talk a lot about facebook but facebook is not necessarily unique in leveraging this 3d environment concept right if you think about games like you know what what, what microsoft have done with xbox and began creating a virtual world right let's 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 get rid of the 3d part right Mm -hmm. just creating a virtual world Right, being that you're being play video games. Think about Grand Theft Auto. We already have these virtual worlds where we can interact with other people. Mm-hmm. When you think about a game like Fortnite and what Fortnite is, has been able to do and how Fortnite has been able to expand because users do like that experience. Now imagine you know Microsoft just being able to say, Hey, um, you know, you throw on your headset, you can have like Microsoft has already been doing this, they don't necessarily just have a name for it. It's within their video game environment. But as 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 you may have seen, um, Microsoft also has the capability to create 3D environments within Microsoft Teams now. Yeah. Um, and they have, you have the ability to create uh, avatars. So Microsoft, once, you know, once Facebook launched that, Microsoft, it took Microsoft two days. So all of these companies already have the infrastructure to be able to do this. To me, in my opinion, Facebook is just the first one to really announce it and commit. Um, but all of, the, all of these other companies, especially Microsoft, is, is fully prepared to go out, in my opinion. And I also believe that a company like Google has an excellent opportunity to, uh, to, to dive into this as well. Because if you think about um, Facebook, right, Facebook's really strong point is its user base, mm-hmm. right? They can get, you know, many people, the stickiness of their brand, their user base is huge. And it's going to be able, they're, they're able to reach so many people really quickly. Microsoft is similar in that way with what they've done with Office and how they're embedded in our day-to-day lives. But Google is interesting as well, because, you know, I, I just, um, uh, with, with the company I've been working on, we, we started a group chat and we were just deciding on whether to use text message, WhatsApp, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Namdi, uh, the, the CEO and founder of the company, actually chose to use um, uh Google chat. Um, And I had never used Google chat before. I never used Um, Mm chat. And I didn't know that Chat is already available in the Gmail app. I didn't have to download a new new app or anything like that. It's already there. And it was something that was new to me. So because it was so easy for me to just transition to Google, Gchat, Google Chat, I'll be using that a a bunch now. Mm -hmm. Imagine they just introduce a virtual button like, oh, take a look at our virtual environment. You don't even have to have that 3D virtual headset. You can just play a, a 3D game or you can connect with people virtually through Google Meets, uh, create an avatar. And then like, you, you see how it's so easy for these companies to get you comfortable with the concept. And then from there, they can kind of um, um, pull, it, pull it out further because they just have such a huge base already. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? It makes sense, yeah. And I mean, obviously I can't speak for I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I mean, I think something and we had this discussion, you know, just off off mic, but 
it was something that we kind of had been saying, especially more so just kind of highlighting specific companies like that. Because first of all, you're looking at some of the most profitable companies, if not the most profitable companies in the world, they are now kind of just bringing this to the forefront. Like you said, they have the base, they have the infrastructure, they have the data, they have the numbers to back it up. So I think it's not a coincidence that Facebook is partnering with Microsoft to use your Microsoft Teams or you have Google uh, or Alphabet, so to speak. Alphabet controls what? YouTube. So you have all these platforms, all these companies that are handling all these aspects. And for me, like you said, uh, you mentioned something that was interesting. You said that we already spend or we have been for years now spending time in virtual reality without us maybe even realizing it. Because again, we do most, if not, I do it like 90% of my work through the internet as itself, whether it's promoting this podcast business online right now, this is more of a virtual reality world, especially now post-pandemic, we're still in a pandemic in my mind, but post-pandemic, now everybody, like 60% of the workforce is working from home. We literally do our jobs like this. This is virtual right. reality. So, 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 so let, let's get a little freaky here, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I want to stop you right there because I want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. If you think about the implications on remote work for this virtual environment, it is ridiculous, right? And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be a little hesitant because I don't want to offend any corporations. But in all honesty, I do not necessarily believe that people have to work in the office five days a week. And everybody has seen it during COVID. Um, they started people started realizing they could be product as just as productive or even more productive at home. Mm-hmm. Imagine this, and we talked a little bit about this. Imagine this. Imagine you chilling on a on a beach, you know, somewhere in the Caribbean, and just relaxing and, and taking a sip of water and just looking at the beautiful beach, beautiful water. And then you know it's, it's about you know nine thirty in the morning. You're just relaxing. And you can throw on your virtual headset and be in your 9.30 a.m. You know, team meeting and you are surrounded by your team. Feels like it looks feels like you're in the office. Mm-hmm. You have a 45 to one hour meeting. You get work done that you probably you can probably get three hours, four hours of work done if you really focus within an hour. An hour. Seriously, mm-hmm. you get that work done. You take off your headset and you're still on the beach. You see what I'm saying? Like during COVID, I, I went to Miami like three times. I was traveling the country, going to different places to work from different work in different environments. Many of my coworkers did the same thing. And now that we have such capabilities to to utilize a virtual world for remote work like this, that, that we can actually even bring some of that office feel into it. Like you can even imagine one day, like you could just throw on your headset, sit at home and you're at your desk at work, right? You can turn around and you see your coworkers because also on their virtual, like they, you see a virtual body, like, but it feel, it can feel real. Yeah. Right. So it's like the matrix. The yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. and, and I already have this ridiculous theory that a lot of these movies just condition us for what's about to come. Yeah. And man, it, 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 look, come on, man. Like this is, it, it's beautiful. And there are definitely some drawbacks to it. Obviously, I think there are definitely some concerns you should have. Yeah. But um, there are there are so many positives too that I, I want to make sure that people don't ignore. Um, but but let me pause there and and say this. Um, I guess what is the best way to to frame this? You know what? I'll I'll let I'll let you can uh, I'll let you continue driving the, the point. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, and, and I'll I'll come back to that. Um, but but it was what and what is what I'm saying making sense? 
It makes sense. Yes, it makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, actually, I, actually, I just, I just, I just remembered it a little okay. bit about what I want to say. I think, I think this conversation is so important to have because over the last month or so, I felt like I was in no man's land because I was dealing with two particular groups of, of people, right? I was mm-hmm. dealing with, and for the most part, I was dealing with people that just didn't care about the name change, didn't really understand it. And mm-hmm. it's no fault of theirs. I feel like it was covered decently in the media, but mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like people should have more conversations about this because this is something that can affect our lives in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people either, you know, didn't understand it too much, thought Facebook was just you know, being funny, didn't really even, even didn't hear about it. Mm-hmm. And that concerned me a little bit because, you know, I think there's such a huge shift in the future of, of society, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I could be I could be completely wrong, but based on how it's looking, I don't think I don't think so yet. Yeah. Um, but then I, then the other set of group of people I've dealt with is people that have known about this for years mm-hmm. and so and so it's like I'm, I'm dealing with two extremes people who have known about this for years and are not even that surprised and are kind of really expecting it they're not even excited anymore they're just ready to go they're just ready to kind of deal with it mm-hmm. or, or don't even believe it, it was going to work because they've been thinking about this for so long already mm-hmm. but then on the other side people who just don't care because they don't care but then um i've, I've been doing some i've been uh you know meeting up with uh, a few students here at mit and uh, um uh, and particularly one, um, I, won't, I won't say his name, but uh, he's a PhD student, and he he gets it. He he has definitely given me a great way of looking at even framing my own thoughts better. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's it's important to have these conversations primarily because this is something that everybody can understand. I, I just feel like it, it's either that the the media hasn't done a great job of covering it for everybody um or maybe maybe i'm just um maybe i'm just overzealous uh but 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 i really do think that um i want to be able to kind of just explain this in the simplest terms at a high level what it is and uh, what i'll be doing as well is i'll actually be starting um uh, my own podcast and i'll be working with charles on this um Mm -hmm. to, to kind of just talk about different concepts within the metaverse. Well, so this entire um, segment will really just kind of be staying high level and talking about what is possible and a few different categories that we can discuss. Uh, but then I think we can dive uh, much deeper into this. Uh, but I'll stop there and I'll let you, I'll let you continue on the show. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think you, you pretty much articulated for the most part what kind of giving the audience a perspective. I know audience, you may be listening to this or watching this and saying that, you know, kind of trying to understand a better perspective as to what exactly the two of us are discussing. But the general idea, I think that both of us have kind of articulated. And I think you guys definitely get an idea as to where we're kind of headed as a society. Because ideally, that's what we kind of want to focus on is where we're headed, if not already in, without us really realizing. So kind of transitioning into that, there was an announcement recently that um, I, I think the media had covered where a lot of people were a little bit like, OK, Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, announced that he is an investor in crypto. Now, I did get some conf- confirmation to some or conversation surrounding that, excuse me, where some people were like, wait, so is Apple trying to do something with crypto? Well, yes and no. I think the thing that Tim Cook was trying to do was kind of segue. He's not stupid. None of these guys are. They say things on purpose. They do things on purpose. So 
yes, I think him saying that may not necessarily say, okay, it's just fully Apple's crypto, but it can deal with something dealing in that virtual reality scope. And I want to kind of highlight that as well as to what the capabilities of cryptocurrency as a whole can detail in the metaverse world, the impact that it can have. If you can please touch a little, uh, give a little light. To I, I would love to do that. And I will, I'm definitely going to do that. But first, you just brought up a, a, an amazing point that I have to address now. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I want to shout out uh, Jamie Dimon real quick, the CEO <laughs> of JP Morgan, because I remember and I watched it live on TV when he went on Bloomberg TV and said that he believes crypto is worthless and they shouldn't invest in this. And this is maybe like 2018. And then like a year later, maybe not even a year later, they, uh, JP Morgan opened up a crypto uh, desk uh, with, and also had crypto ETF available, right? Mm-hmm. And not, not ETF, but um, uh, it had the ability to, um, to gain exposure to um, cryptos via JP Morgan mm-hmm. um, yeah, after Jamie Dimon said that. And, and that just, that, that was really interesting to me. But then again, I think I read maybe like a month ago that he had, came out and said it again and i think i just find that so funny because you know it's too late like yeah it's it's too late for for him to dictate any of this and i and i'm I'm, i think a lot of um people that are uh, either not maybe not not kind of in the older generation that have seen the world work a certain way actually believe that it it will fail um but i i don't think so and i think crypto is here to stay um and that's just my humble opinion based off of what i've seen in the past uh, few years mm-hmm. now talking about crypto um and even mentioning a little bit of what you said right these guys are not stupid right yeah. like do you think tim cook didn't know that was going to happen <laughs> you, yeah. do you know what i mean like yeah. is apple investing in crypto like i'm sure tim cook has been investing in crypto for longer than we really think he has yeah uh, you see, I uh, must do it all the time. Talking about crypto, crypto goes up. He sells. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they, like it's. I'm not saying like they're like they're manipulating the market, but they're not. They're not stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, you think about what Apple is doing as well. Like, I do. I I fundamentally believe that Apple is most definitely going to invest in crypto in the mm-hmm. future, and they will definitely be a part of this virtual environment. Mm-hmm. That could either be building an app in the metaverse or just building their own. I was about to go off on a tangent again, uh, and I'll, I'll say this point because I think it's important. Mm-hmm. The most important thing to me, and one of the most important things to me about the metaverse or the virtual universes that all these companies come up with is the content, mm-hmm. right? The one thing Facebook doesn't have that a lot of these companies have is content. Yeah. Right? So you think about like what, what I just mentioned with like, you know, think about Disney, right? Disney has all this content already. They can just build their own. Apple, all the streaming stuff that they have, all the music they have, the virtual 3D concerts, you know what I'm saying? Like they already have, they, they can just build, it's like, I think a, a good point about uh, something interesting to watch with Facebook, like is Facebook going to win this? Facebook is first, but this first mover advantage might not last too long well, yep. um, because everybody else has so such, such great content. Like Disney could create Disney World virtually mm-hmm. and nobody could do anything about it. Or mm-hmm. they could create an app on the metaverse, right? We don't know necessarily how that's going to look, but um, I, I just think I just think that's really funny to, to, to address mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I, I did lose where we were at. I, I just had to go on that tangent really quick. So can you um, can you bring, well, bring us back? Well, no, oh, you, oh crypt, yeah. crypto in the crypto in the in the virtual world. So yeah. let's talk about that. So I want to shout out uh I want to shout out Corral Santos real quick because uh, I really, when I first started talking about 
the metaverse um Carol santos she also she also went to u albany um uh as and graduated with us uh she um she hopped she hopped on right away and was you know she was started helping me out doing some research and really having a conversation and thinking about this with me um and i think less than you know 24 hours after we had our first conversation she sent me this um this tweet talking about how you know meta the metaverse has its own crypto coins already like cryptocurrencies already so if the metaverse already has its cryptocurrencies what do you think is going to happen next <laughs> like like think about it like we're living in a virtual world virtual currency and what what blows my mind that people are just not un, like peeping yet is like Yo, inflation is happening right now. Yeah. The value of the dollar is going down at the same time that the value of cryptocurrency is going up. And mm -hmm. nobody is like, this is, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Like people are talking about it, but not necessarily. And, and as that keeps on happening, that can keep on occurring. And especially within the virtual environment, it's a chance that people may live 50% of their lives in the virtual world. Technically we already do, right? Mm -hmm. So in that case, uh, about these you know, metaverse coins, can work like what is blockchain what is blockchain really meant for right you can build things off of blockchain mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. think about building things 3d environment virtual universe technology you can like it blockchain it has become much even much more useful if you think about the capabilities within the technology and that virtual environment um, mm -hmm. just to bring this up really quick if you think about if, uh, there are a few different uh metaverse coins and i'm not sure if you can see this but uh, take away from the light. That's all good. I'll just read them out. But you have like uh, AXS, Mana, ENJ, uh, SAND, Rack. I don't really know. I don't really know the names of all these coins. Um, I'm still doing a lot of a lot of research on my own. But uh, it, it's beautiful to see like you know top metaverse coins by market capitalization. Like that's that's a headline already, and people are just yeah. not paying attention. Like I think it, that is huge. Like if the metaverse actually has its own coins that you can only use in the metaverse, only useful there. That's that's a huge that's a huge um, that's a huge thing, especially for Facebook, right? Because as I mentioned, this these are metaverse cryptos. Mm -hmm. That what Microsoft is doing might not be called the metaverse. And I and I really want people to stop referencing the uh, this virtual environment thing as just the metaverse because that's just the name facebook gave it right yeah uh, like, uh, just to give a little backdrop too for the audience metaverse actually was i think zuckerberg took that from i think a science fiction book that came out like decades ago where one of the authors actually referred yeah virtual reality as a metaverse or or, or a multiple virtual reality so that's kind of where meta kind of uh, originated from but as he just mentioned, that not necessarily meta doesn't necessarily trickle to virtual reality. I, that's just a name that just is referred to just because that was something that an author many years ago popularized the word for virtual reality or science fiction as we yeah. used to know it as back in the day. So, yeah. yeah and when the other day, like when I was uh, like a couple of days after Facebook changed its name and I saw that article that said uh, Microsoft unveils its own version of the metaverse. I was like, why are they, why did they call it the metaverse? Like, why is metaverse in this? Because yeah. Microsoft is, I don't think Microsoft is going to call it. Anything. No. <laughs> you no. know what I'm saying? So, no. but, but Facebook, I tell you this, Mark Zuckerberg and the Facebook team, they are genius because yeah. they found a way to move so fa fastly, so fast, so first that people are going like the average person i actually think is not going to notice that for a while mm -hmm. and this throw 3d thing it might just become 
the meta, like people might just refer to it as a metaverse, right? Like for example, when I use petroleum jelly, no matter what type of petroleum jelly I use, I call it Vaseline. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. that that brand stickiness is yeah. is is beautiful. So yeah. like that that actually might that will work in Facebook's advantage for a while. Right. But but I do I do think uh, Microsoft the Microsoft got some killers over there, man. Now, exactly. Microsoft is ready to go. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. It's uh, it's so we'll see. It, it, it's funny that you said that too. I think brand recognition is popularized now, especially because him naming that I think is a testament to his team. Um, I know it's him, and I think Sandberg is a CEO. So I think that's his core people that he has but there's so many other things outside of that you have disney disney has invested millions into their theme parks especially now post-covid why can't we have a virtual reality theme park what does that look like when we actually are on the ride you see mickey mouse actually coming at you now that may be some freaky shit for a lot of people out there but this is something that you can do you can see like that don't sound fun. Like yeah. that sounds mad fun. That sounds crazy. Yeah. Like this. Right? This is like everybody saying like oh, I ain't putting the headset on. What? I'm putting that on the first day. Exactly. <laughs> what? Exactly. I'm going to Nigeria. I'm going to Nigeria. I'm going to Switzerland. I'm I'm hopping off the Andes Mountains. I'm doing all that. Exactly. I'm not going to die. What? Exactly. Yeah. And so- I'm saying it's like like and and wait till they throw in virtual stimulation, like virtual stimulation, but actual like uh sorry, physical stimulation. Mm-hmm. But you'll be able to jump out of an airplane in your living room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I think companies like this already exist, man. And I I want to I want to do another shout out to the country. I think it was a country of Iceland. Iceland. Yeah. Oh, did I you see so. that article this morning? Yeah, I was reading that. Yeah. I, 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 All right. I, so it, for, for anybody who didn't read this article, I want to make sure you go read this. So this morning, I just wanted I was just trying to be funny to see like let me is there anything any, is there any last thing I need to prepare for this podcast first thing I just typed in metaverse one of the first uh, articles was uh, Iceland uh, ski was Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse with mock um, Zuckerberg's metaverse with new tourism ad so it's beautiful to me that you know Mark Zuckerberg basically positioned this metaverse as an ability to travel like he, like somebody came up like you know we can travel virtually like beautiful that's, that's pretty cool and the countries and these the people who make money off of tourism got so scared that they made a full commercial right. they made an entire parody commercial making fun of Mark Zuckerberg to make people think like oh no this the in person feeling is much better what like think about um, how much money I got spent for all them flights and I'm like yo y'all spent all this money to make a commercial that's how I know he's right yeah. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying like 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 I'm not having that like yeah. like oh, this is like it's beautiful what they're, what they're trying to do. And I do, I do think obviously there is some positive to in-person travel and that's not going to stop me from traveling in person, mm-hmm. but I could, I can travel much more. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like I can see different places, you know, much more. And it, although it's not the same as being there physically, but you know, you know, why not? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I yeah. get it, but um, I think, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the benefit to traveling is just seeing different things, seeing a different environment, experiencing beautiful mountains and, and beautiful views. Um, and, and, and hey man, you, you might even be able to learn different language. Like imagine being in a virtual assess, uh, virtual environment where you're living in another country and you have to learn another language. Like think, think about that. Like so many companies can hop on this. And I feel like I'm even talking too much now because I'm just giving away so many good ideas, but I'm, I'm, I'm not that smart. Somebody thought of this before me. So, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like maybe yeah. I didn't come up with it first, but um, 
if I did it, man, somebody build it. Let's, let's get it. Like I'll work with you. Like you know what I'm saying? Like what's up? Like uh, let's all like we could all win right now. Like so let's yeah. just do it. Like yeah, I'm I, I I guarantee you I am going to attempt to build at least a few apps. Like I, I and everybody knows. Like I, again, I don't necessarily have a tech background, but man, I go to MIT right now and I got time to learn. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like I I have the I have the I have the res- I have the resources at my fingertips. This is an amazing program. Um and I think you know I'm gonna try my best to just make sure I network as, as much as possible and learn as much as possible. Uh and kind of how I mentioned earlier, you know, there's there's so many people who have known about this for like months and months and months, maybe even years. Mm-hmm. I just got added to a um a metaverse group chat at the at the school here, like a mm-hmm. metaverse interest group. Um, for MIT students, and it's it's like like I'm like it's like 60, 100 people in here. I'm like, oh man, like yeah, they've been on this for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. It's, this is not nothing new, man. Like people people have been on this. People have been taking this seriously. People mm-hmm. have been doing the research. People have been doing the work. So I I have such such great respect for those people because they they have made my job so much easier. Just understanding this as someone that is entirely new to this that only thought of this as a dream. So I, I respect so much the people have, that are, you know, at the forefront of this because I'm, I'm, I'm technically kind of really new and just getting started, but I'm really excited about what, what the capabilities are. Perfect. Yeah. I think, um, I want to stay on that actually. Stay on that actually. What, and this is kind of moving away from the metaverse, but more so as to the individuals that are building this type of world what do you think the importance for an audience member listening that may be thinking about maybe understanding more about this what do you think the educational aspect behind understanding software design uh computer science or what is the benefits of that in the future a lot of a lot of people don't realize software engineers are the highest paid individuals in today's world in today's marketplace That is not by coincidence. Based on what we just discussed, this is what a lot of these companies, not even just these Facebooks of the world, we're talking about middle tier and even startups are hiring individuals, throwing millions and thousands to millions to even billions of dollars to invest into. This is why Amazon is building job training, job skill sets, trying to put people through uh, school to get understand these skill sets. This is why certifications... And, and, and are, are also becoming a benefit to having an MBA and et cetera. So I think you mentioned MIT and I'm listening to you understanding the resources that you're able to garner. Now, I'm not saying everyone has to go to MIT because obviously some people, they like doing it another way. But I think having that educational background and there's so much resources out there. You can have job training going on YouTube now. You can have different types of programs that teach you this where you just you know do a class for a couple months and then you're able to get trained in various platforms like that so where do you see that going in the job market where do you think that that's going to go so so this is one thing i will say that is it is that that i actually just learned over the last you know two weeks right Mm -hmm. i had this colleague at bloomberg uh that was probably a few years older than me and uh, he actually uh, went from my department, he actually went into engineering, right? He took a, a few engineering classes, software development classes, went, went into, um, went, went that route. And I was able to progress, turn into a product manager, move over to an, a few, another company, do something similar and really use that skill set. Um, and, and I caught up with him the other week just to catch up to him because, you know, I, I wanted to 
kind of just make sure that I, I'm I'm doing the best that I can to learn as much as I can while I'm here. So I started to reach out to some old colleagues just to, you know, get an idea of what they're doing um, and kind of what they're interested in and what they've learned. And one thing that he told me that was really important was that I asked him, like, I asked him, what was the most important uh skill or the most important thing that you've learned in the last few years to be able to do what you're doing. And he, he said, you know, I think he said like, you know, three months ago or six months ago, if, if I asked him that like it's a year ago, maybe he, he probably would have said, um, you know, software design or not, not software design, but like uh, learn, understanding how, like engineering, learning how to code, for example, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, now that is actually not as necessary to work in the business, right? Okay. To, to be able to have a vision, to be able to build something, you don't necessarily have to know how to actually build it. You can have a team for that. So it's not too late for anyone who's looking to get into the tech space, looking to get into technology. It's actually it's actually not too late. And, and, and I do think, but I will say this though, anybody that's in college right now, if you're in high school or you're in college right now, you should be taking computer science classes. Like that, that, your computer science classes are probably more important than your math classes. And I, I'll say that to anybody, right? But I'm saying for the people who don't have the opportunity right now, if you can't go back to school, not as necessary, right? There are a bunch of courses that you can take online to learn how to code. But I think what's more important is just understanding the business. Do some research on products, right? Do some research, for example, like go research the guy who, if you're interested in like doing any product management or learning just how, what works with the product, just look at products that you'd like to use and see how they came about, right? Look up the product manager, for example, like look at the, the guy who's a product manager that, uh, for Facebook that created that the like button. Like somebody like, you know, what I'm saying like think about how legendary that is. He created the like button mm -hmm. like you, you necessarily need any technical knowledge to create something like that. So I, I, I always like to have people try to stray away from thinking that you have to have that computer science background. And you have to know how to code It's very helpful. I'm telling you, this is very helpful, and I think everybody should try. But it's not—it's not as necessary. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of it just goes around doing research and reading, reading your reading for yourself, not necessarily doing going. To, I, I can't stand when people just read a bunch of news articles and think they are uh, experts. You know, say so I never think I'm an expert at anything, and I try to read as much as possible all the time, research articles, etc. Like, I think it's important to really understand what's happening in the landscape for and then from there you can see where you're looking to fit in and what you're looking to do. Um, and, and I don't necessarily know who you were asking the question for, whether that's for like career switchers that are people who are looking to go to school or people who are out of school for many years and just looking to gain more exposure to this virtual environment. I, I think anybody that exists on the planet Earth today that has access to the Internet can can leverage this virtual environment yeah i think i think it's a mix of both i think it's it's people that like you mentioned you said high school college so it's people that are transitioning into that part of their life where they're trying to get a job or trying to get a career post education so yeah. and there's other people that like you mentioned are maybe in a job right now that they may not necessarily like there's a lot of us like that um where we fall into that and we necessarily don't always you, you don't always have to be a CEO. I, I, I want to preference something to the audience. You don't always have to run the company, but just as you are important in, in running the company, you're also very important in building the company. So what does that exactly mean? That means that what are the skill sets that you're able to 
basically do to build the company of the future. A lot of people love to talk about Steve Jobs, but sometimes we forget about Steve Wozniak. Wozniak was the guy behind the coding, the building of the Apple product, uh, even the Apple II computer. That, that was something that Wozniak fully did. Steve, uh, Steve Jobs was the visionary, but Wozniak was the builder, the developer. And I think a lot of times the developer gets lost in the mix, but you don't have a product without the developer. Now, this is something that's very important. You need a developer. And I think like, like he, we're mentioning to everyone here, it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter where you come from. There are people that are less fortunate than you that are able to make a living by teaching themselves how to build products, how to how to even understand it, even if you're not the builder, at least understanding it, because now every job you're in, it has a computer, something in place. It doesn't matter what job you do. Every job. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I, I think, I'm not sure how true this is anymore, but I read an article a few years back. Maybe I think I read this article in like 2018. It's, I think like for, for incoming investment bankers, like that's part of the screening criteria now. Yeah. Like whether you have any coding experience. I'm like, yo, this guy, like obviously like it, it does have something to do with tech, but the role doesn't necessarily have anything to do with tech. Tech. Yeah. And they necessarily, they, they actually have to understand this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think... And, well, some I was watching this show the other day. I forget what it was, but somebody was discussing the concept of what it is, what it means to be an apex predator. Wow. Okay. And I actually think if you think about industries, I think the technology industry is an apex predator. And an apex predator, if you think about it, is a predator that um, obviously hunts for prey. But an apex predator is a predator that hunts for prey, but doesn't have anybody that can hunt them. Yeah. And tech, the tech space. It, it sounds like its own industry, but yeah. is it really its own industry? Because it affects every other industry. So you got you want to think about tech like that. Like stop being so uh, either stop thinking you can't do it. Stop being afraid of it. Um, and for those who are in tech, understand like this is this is a huge. And most people in tech understand this already. Like anybody who's in tech is watching this is like thinks uh, like I'm crazy for even mentioning this. But there's a lot of people just have no idea. Like, and I think. Um, I think in the conversations that I've had, like I've, I've just I've been both like um, kind of surprised, but also motivated. Like, oh wow, like this this is something that's so important that people should be able to get into. So, uh, kind of going back to your question, not to go, I I, I like I've been going off on tangents all the right, time. You're fine. You're fine um, yeah, <laughs> I always like to bring it back. Yes. Um, I think that um, I think it's important for anybody that's in high school um, or college right now to really understand that they should have some computer. Uh, computer science experience they already you already have a lot of a computer science experience just using this stuff right learn how it works too um and then um and then from there i think anybody outside of that uh, you can there are so many resources on the internet you have all these courses that you can take um and, and i think um I, I think you know me, me me being here in this in, in in a place where i have access to so many resources like um it is easy for me to say, but at the same time, like, you know, for the first two weeks, I didn't talk, I barely talked to anybody at the school and I just mm -hmm. looked in the internet for myself, mm -hmm. right? And I was just trying to understand, understand, understand. Um, so I think, um, I think anybody can do this, literally anybody. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't even know what what else we what else you want to talk about. I mean, I think it's a, it's a lot, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like we stay that, like people like people. Anybody listening to this um, that, that thinks we really went deep, man, we did not even touch. No, nah, we, we didn't touch the surface. <laughs> yeah, we 
we we may we may do that for an exclusive uh and that that's that's a tbd but for what we wanted to at least give you guys was the general public was just kind of giving you guys what exactly is coming out what is already here that you may not be aware of virtual reality is something technology as a whole has taken over our livelihood and some some people will say hey you know Maybe that may be to a detriment, but I don't really think it's a detriment because I think that's it's become a benefit for us. We live in a world now where technology is, has adapted both the current generation and generation coming up. You may have a two-year-old son, daughter, uh, godson, goddaughter, niece, nephew that is able to literally go on YouTube, search online, go online, do various things that is involved in virtual reality. So this is something that I think it's a benefit. It has the possibility to grow more than what it is right now. And I think as, as a person that's listening to this or watching this, it's time that you get involved in it too, whether it's from an investment standpoint, from a development standpoint, from a career standpoint. If it's something that you want to transition to, to a job, I think that's something that can also be a benefit for you, get into a world that it's heavily induced in our culture so that's very important um your last thoughts sir uh, that you want to share with the audience oh you froze up okay so i think that uh we're having a little bit of technical difficulties but i think for the most part we've kind of highlighted for you what exactly we wanted to discuss today so if you guys do have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Again, my name is Charles Danso. This is The Pitch. Um, we are thinking about transitioning our name. More details to come with that, but we will definitely be promoting this episode for to kind of gauge your questions and answers. Anything that you guys may have, feel free to reach out to us. We definitely would be excited to want to answer this question because like we mentioned, virtual reality is something that is going to be really important for us in the future. So I think you, everyone that's listening right now should want to learn more about what it's like from a social media standpoint. If you're using it on your social media through Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Twitter, what does it look like having it? in a virtual reality scope. Like he mentioned before, when you throw on, uh, you throw on the glasses, you're literally in the meeting with your managers, your coworkers, and you're at the beach somewhere or you're overseas somewhere. Most, most companies, if not all, should already have an, an adapted to working from home fully. The pandemic has shown us, as mentioned before, that productivity has actually increased. And these are, there's statistics to back this up productivity has increased over time that obviously us being able to work from home during the whole pandemic. So why exactly would we want to go back to that? My last thoughts. Welcome back, sir. Can you hear us? Uh, sorry, I dropped off a little bit there. We can edit that if we have to. Oh, no, you're fine. You're good. You're good. Yeah. We, I was just talking to them, just kind of reiterating what we discussed. Um, I just wanted to get your last thoughts before we kind of wrap up today's episode. Your last thoughts you want to share for the yes, audience? I, I, I got you. Now. I'm really, I'm really excited about this because I like to, I like to drop a few dimes just to have people like just, just to get people's brains going, right? Okay. So I have a few notes here. So if you think about this, right? 
Um, we, we talked about the virtual universe and how it existed already. We talked about the competition in regards to Microsoft being able to do this at the snap of the fingers, where you have the infrastructure available. Um, some companies that can benefit off this, and we can kind of talk about this later, um, and you can mention them as well, but uh, Roblox, uh, I believe the, 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 the company is RBLX, um, it's some, and also another company called Cloudflare as well. Um, I think that they have a really good chance to um, take advantage of what's going to happen with this virtual universe race. Um, uh, when you think about, you know, security and when you think about even like the concept of being able to host such a large, you know, web um, platform, like I guess you may, may call them something different, but to host all that data with all these virtual environments, mm -hmm. somebody will need to do that. And a lot of these companies can do it on their own. Uh, and I'll, I'll mention Amazon right now real quick because I forgot, I forgot about this, but imagine like Amazon, right? Amazon can employ their own version of this virtual 3D world. And if you don't think they're going to do it, <laughs> or like maybe they build an app in the metaverse right yeah. but imagine being able to throw on your headset and shop for clothes and try on clothes and then buy that like like you in the store mm -hmm. no lines you can try on everything you want and then two hours later all that stuff is at your crib because mm -hmm. amazon is so good at shipping stuff fast mm -hmm. so that's a, that, that's that's a little like just get your juices flowing a little bit and then um Meta cryptos talked about that. Um, NFT, the NFT market, um, and again, the, each one of these will probably be a separate episode when I when I get this podcast um, mm -hmm. uh, going uh, set up uh, within the next uh, about I believe three weeks or so. Okay. But when anything about NFTs, like I just created my own NFT the other day. Nice. Like you know, being able to host virtual uh, shows, virtual art shows. I saw on uh, this morning, on, earlier this morning, I, I saw like a Travis virtual Travis Scott concert in the Fortnite world. Um, Actually, see if I could bring this up really quick. I think it'd be great to show. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my friends just threw it on their story, and I was like, "This is so realistic." Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if you can see that. But... Oh, yeah. The virtual part. What the fuck? Like. Imagine you're a 3D headset, like you playing, like I would watch this without 3D, you know what I'm saying? Like that's mm -hmm. cool, like that's Fortnite. I'm sorry, if you're listening to this on uh, audio, uh, we'll, we'll explain it a little bit in depth, but yeah. yeah so, so basically what it is, it's like, um, it's like the game, it's like it, almost like you have the game Fortnite, you have different Fortnite characters, but then all of a sudden this Travis Scott avatar is like 10 or 10 stories, 20 stories tall, just jumps in the middle of the game and starts performing. But imagine like you had your virtual headset on and you just saw that coming from the sky. And then, but it's actually Travis Scott because he has his virtual headset on too, wherever he's at, and he's actually performing live for you. Like if you think about what just happened at the concert, like the, the danger of having that many people in the same place. Mm -hmm. If you think about what the NBA could do in regards to throwing on, you know, throwing this virtual headset, you sit in courtside. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I again, I'm throwing out all these ideas and people, anybody could build all, any of this stuff. But I know I'm not the smartest person. I'm not the first person to think about this. Mm -hmm. So I, I really don't care. And I just I just want I just want that like most people to be able to understand what is actually possible with, with this uh, virtual world. Mm -hmm. um, a few more. And I always want to make sure I don't forget any of these. Um, we talked about personal data. Um, uh, another another company to look at uh, is Nvidia. Uh, we'll talk about specifically why, but I think Nvidia has, has a great opportunity to to leverage what's happening within the tech environment right now and just mm -hmm. go into the virtual world. Uh, but one thing I want to think you think about real quick, and can you confirm this for me? Are you in front of a, a computer right now? I just want to make sure I'm not spreading false information. Mm -hmm. Who owns Twitch? 
What company owns Twitch? I want to say, is it not Alphabet? Is it? Yeah, I think so. I need I guess. I need to hire somebody to do this stuff. <laughs> uh, let's see who on Amazon owns Twitch. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm not. I'm not lying. All yeah. Right, so Amazon owns Twitch. That's not like. Think about this. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon owns and AWS. What they could do with that type of combination, Amazon, like everything they own, like Facebook bought Oculus like eight years ago. Do, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you think that these companies are not being so strategic about this, like, do you know what you could do with Twitch in a free virtual environment? Mm-hmm. Like, think about that. Like, think about what YouTube can do. YouTube is owned by Google. People already sit on YouTube and watch tours of other countries there's videos up there with virtual reality you can do right now but mm-hmm. it hasn't been deployed to the average person and you think you know within the next 20 years or so the goal of for some of these companies is for everyone to have a virtual headset in their household at least one mm-hmm. and like like it's a tv you know what i mean and yeah. so like we, you want to think about how normal how fast this can be um and uh the last the last point I'll leave you with is uh, two, two, two. Actually, I'll I'll save this one for one of my um, okay for one of my joints because the heavy one. This is a long long conversation we can have. Okay. Um, but the last thing I'll mention is just um, I think again that Facebook has done a great job of introducing this concept so that it is digestible to people and they they don't freak out too fast because mm-hmm. you know Facebook just. Like the video was a little, you know, people were a little freaked out by, you know, the Black Mirror episode and how um, Facebook uh, announcement looks so similar to that. Um, but at the same time, I think Facebook did do a good job of kind of slow planning this and, and having people get more comfortable with it. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't fault them at all for that because I do think that it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. And that um, I, the best job that we can do is just be cognizant of how social media has affected us and the internet has affected us in the past and take those lessons moving forward so we don't make the same mistakes. Okay. Um, but um, I do believe that all of these companies have a great strategy ready to go. Um, and I, I think that you know, it would be a mistake to ignore this as if nothing is happening because this is, I think this is, this is, this is, to me, this is probably the biggest thing. And I, man, I could be wrong, but this to me this is probably the biggest thing since Bitcoin was introduced. Right? Mm-hmm. I like, agree. As far as a, a concept that, that, that can change the world, because Bitcoin within the virtual Bitcoin becomes even more valuable if you think about its capabilities within this type of environment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and again, I'll say it again, man. Uh, inflation, the dollar, the value is going down right now. And, yeah. Uh, and the value of Bitcoin going up. Uh, that's the last thing I'm gonna say. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, um, I do want to thank you again for coming on today's episode. I think the information that you've articulated is very valuable and the audience I'm sure would agree uh, whether they're listening to this or watching this because of the fact that this is the world that we're in now. The question I want to leave with the audience is, do you want to be a part of history or at the back end? That is the question that you should come away with this interview thinking about or this discussion i should say more so thinking about because of the fact that now we're in a world that has adapted what we articulated step by step in today's episode so 
that's up to you, audience. I want to thank those listening from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Again, my name is Charles Danso. This episode will be available in the coming week. You guys enjoy the weekend, and we'll catch up soon on next week's episode, as well as this gentleman's episode. Thank you again, sir. Thank you. Hey, appreciate you. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate any, anybody who listened to this entire interview. And I really hope that um, you've learned something today. That's really just the goal. Uh, and just to, even me, I learned something just talking to Charles. So I just mm-hmm. think the best thing is just to keep having these conversations and, you know, let's get after it, man. Let's have some fun with this. Yes, sir. Thank you. And peace. <laughs>